for, for today's podcast. It's Gan again, and we've uh, we've got Fraser on. So we got Fraser on a little bit in the last podcast, or I think it was podcast before, when Deck was telling me about his journey and everything, um, about the actual gym itself. So um, after that, we kind of wanted to talk to Fraser about his own journey, how he got into fitness, and also a little bit about um, how the gym's changed because. Fraser's seen it grow, um, but also how Dex changed as a manager. Like we, we touched on it, but it'd be really interesting to hear Fraser's point of view on that. So, firstly, Fraser, obviously, what are you, 20? 20 now, yeah. Getting old. Getting, <laughs> Getting old, feeling old. So, how, how did your kind of fitness start? Like, what did it start with? So, for me, it was always sport first, and then the gym side of it came as a result of sport. So I started off, as every kid does, football mad. Yeah. Playing football from the age of two years old, whatever, all the way through till I was 18. But it was at around probably about 10 or 11, I one of my mates from school went, oh, I'm going to this cricket club. Oh, do you want to come down with me? I was like, well, yeah, I, I love every sport possible. I've done yeah. every sport possible. Yeah, I'll come down. Did you used to watch cricket as well? Because no. I always think... No. Oh, so you ne- never watched be- it? Before I went to this session, I'd never held a cricket bat before. I'd, I literally didn't know what the sport was. So did you hold it? Because like, me and Deck have talked about this. So did you hold it like a baseball bat? Because I think every kid does at, at first. first yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was actually when I first met Deck. Because obviously everyone says... We all say it's my brother. It's not technically my yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's where I first met him. He was my first ever coach. Right. Um, at the age of 10, 11, got me into the sport. And from then on, it was cricket sort of took over. Yeah, yeah. So so when you were doing that, so cricket, so you're 11, did you look at any nutrition or was it just like eat what you want? Um, and what was training like? Oh, yeah, it was totally eat what you want. <laughs> Hundred percent, eat what you want. Like I did, I didn't have any, I didn't have any clue on the gym or nutrition or or anything like that. It was, I just like to play sport. Yeah, yeah. Like like every like every kid really like who likes sport. It's they'll be out twenty four seven. Yeah, doing sport doesn't matter what. But I was doing something because I think that gets lost, doesn't it? Like when you get older, you you kind of look at recovery time and everything. But at that age, yeah. it's like, just like play the, as much. the more the more I know about. Um, like exercise and nutrition, the more stressful it is. <laughs> yeah. Because you feel like, oh, I can't be doing that. Mm. Oh, I feel guilty for doing that because I know oh, I need this amount of recovery. Oh, I can't eat that because I feel... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like... So, so the more you know, like, the less I started to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was more in my head then. It was more like a mental yeah. side of the game came into it as well. So... Actually, you've raised a very good point because we'll we'll, t- we'll touch on the mental side of it. Because mm. at eleven, you I'm guessing you're playing games against other teams, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And how did you deal with that mentally? Because that's that's quite a high pressure situation. That oh, I I just loved it. I always wanted to play. Yeah, like every day of the week, I'd want to go and play cricket or football, and it was it was just great. Did you get much pressure from like your coaches about it? Not not really, no, like for me Deck was a really good coach for me because it was one of them things where he knew when to have a go at you. 
when you're messing about. Yeah, yeah. But then also knew when to just like let you go yeah, yeah. and like, oh well, kids will be kids sort of yeah. thing. So for me that was really good. So the enjoyment stayed in it until I was probably sixteen, seventeen, and that's when I really got like serious. Yeah. Because that's that's when I moved to my school to literally pursue cricket. Yeah. So in terms of like what would a normal week or normal two weeks would be for you, like doing cricket? So So at the age of probably about 15, 16, I would say it was, obviously I had school. Yeah. And in the summer it would be, I'd probably play cricket for school on a Wednesday. Right. But I'd also train on a Tuesday and a Thursday and then obviously in the playground you'd yeah, play yeah. as well. So it was like, that was all day. And then after that I would literally have my cricket bag with me at school right, so yeah. me and my mate would walk down to the cricket club because it was probably like a 15 20 minute walk right. we'd walk down and we'd play cricket until whenever mum came and picked me up <laughs> that that's like proper old school stuff yeah that, proper, isn't it? like proper old school just go out and play sort of mentality which is what i basically had from first ever playing football to going to playing cricket yeah no, so so that's that's interesting because like I know me and Deck have spoke about it in the past because training and nutrition isn't really talked about at a young age. No, it's do you, do you, don't you think learn it should anything. be? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, hundred percent. It it would solve so many problems that we have with obesity, with depression, yeah, stuff like that. The the knowledge you gain from knowing about your nutrition exercise it's it's great like you you should be taught younger do you think because i I always think like doing a sport when you're younger it gives you a bit of discipline as well oh definitely like because it gives you something to strive for because i think if you if you're a child now and you don't have that like it's a bit of a struggle like because i'm thinking to myself so if you're at 11 and that's like the first proper sport that you're getting really into but i know football Mm. but yeah. You go into a club there, aren't you? In terms yeah, of... it, it was... And especially for me with football, it was... Because obviously I've been playing since two years old and my dad was the manager and right. had always been the manager till I was 18. Yeah, yeah. Until he sacked it off. <laughs> um, it was just getting too bad. <laughs> um, so that was a bit... It was like... The, the, that was always my friendship circle. Yeah, yeah. So I always knew everyone there. Mm-hmm. It was it was nothing new. But then going to cricket was a big step because it was the first time I felt like I'd gone somewhere where I'd never been before. Yeah, yeah, And it yeah. was something new, new friends. I knew one or two zone. people, that was it. Yeah. Playing a sport that I'd really hardly played before. Do you- so this is probably a weird question for me to ask, but me, me and Deck have obviously had a lot of conversations about his like cricket and everything. Do you, do you think um, people from underprivileged backgrounds struggle with cricket? Because I, I think it's like almost a gentleman's sport. Yeah, there there is a big big stigma around that in the game. Yeah. Where if if you look at most of England players, yeah. Most likely, at some point, been at a private school, right? Yeah, and, and and all that. 
so it is it it is quite hard to get into yeah yeah unless you're looking to go into it yeah yeah if you get what i mean yeah because obviously with me i went to a private school yeah 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 um (laughs) So it was, yeah, exactly. That's why we keep it quiet. (laughs) But um, so it was something that does get taught at school. Yeah, like you do play it a bit because it seemed as that not posh, but yeah, that that, puppeteer or yeah, Yeah. sort of like it's it's horrible thinking back on it now because you didn't notice it as a kid. But then when I got to club and it's like you did have more of an a wider spectrum of people. Yeah. But you can still see yeah, where divide. if yeah, if you didn't have someone in your family say who already played that game, that it would be hard to get into it. Yeah. Do you think you you lose out because obviously you've probably played with tons of players over the years. Yeah. And like do you think cricket misses out on that? Are people not coming from a maybe a more well-to-do background? Mm, yeah. Probably, yeah, because I've I've been played for a good few years now, and I've seen a lot of people, yeah, yeah, a lot of different levels. And for me, some of the best people I've played with didn't go to a private yeah, school, yeah, yeah. didn't have that bank of mum and dad to rely on, yeah, and didn't have all that. And I think that partly not having stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can then motivate you yeah, to be yeah, better, and that. will they'll train harder, and therefore go on. Like for me, I always felt that I was never the most skilled right person, but most people wouldn't outwork me. So you got at a, training, a better I, work I would, ethic. at training. I just out the love of the yeah, sport, yeah. not because I'm personally going. Oh, I need to train harder than him, or I want to be harder than him. Yeah. No, I just loved it, so I trained hard. Is that like a self pride thing for you? Yeah. Bit, yeah. Right. If I'm if I'm playing sport, I want I want to win. I'm <laughs> really competitive. Like me and Depp were talking about it the other day, just in his office, just chilling, and we were like, just talk about powerlifting because we're doing the powerlifting group at the minute. Yeah. And that's something I'm now looking into doing. But I was like, well, what numbers would I need? And he went, yeah. well. It's not really a case of what numbers you need. It's what you want. Yeah. You're basically going up against yourself to try and get a total. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, but there's a first, second and third though, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, but that's sort of not the mindset that you go into with. I was like, well, that's not... Yeah, that's... That doesn't you. work for yeah, me. Yeah. Because I, I go in and I want to win. Yeah. Like, I, that's it. And that's a good mentality as well because I, I don't think, like... We've had this conversation, even more, all of us in the gym have had this conversation. Mm. At 18, 19, I, I see a lot of people that don't have the drive and determination that mm. some of the guys in the gym, like like take Tom, for example. I don't think a lot of people have the drive and motivation that Tom has. No, I think... Um, and yourself. Yeah, I think that's a bit hard, though, for some people, because I feel like at 18, 19... Even I, I lost my way a bit. Yeah, is, like, it, is that because like every because there's a culture over here, isn't there? Like drinking. It's just not, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, especially because I moved away to college, so I lived at college for two years and then lived at uni. Yeah, and yeah. obviously still at uni at the minute, not living there because of this COVID. Crap, <laughs> but, yeah. Um. So for me, I was away from home. Yeah. So it's yeah sort yeah. of a bit like. Do what you want, when you want, 
whatever, like, have a laugh with your mates, because I was with my my mates 24-7. Yeah, I was living with them at the age of 16. That's, that's a... So, you grow, you you grow up fast. Yeah. But, you also have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get up, you get up to some mischief, like, (laughs) so you sort of lose that drive, not just for, like, training or whatever, but you just... Like, you're a bit like, oh, well, I want to go out. Yeah, yeah, I just want to get hammered, like... Yeah, I think that's the only thing with me moving to my school, though, and being on a cricket course was we all had that same focus, though. Yeah. So we'd go training. We wouldn't miss a training. Is it almost like work hard, play hard? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's like... It's that standard sporting mentality of you play but then you go and get absolutely smashed after it. So basically, I'm listening to this thinking, you're like the Freddie Flintoff at Maesco. That's basically how Maesco is. <laughs> like, it's, it's, oh, it's ridiculous. Man. It's ridiculous. So, obviously, so you obviously still playing cricket, obviously yeah. not with this COVID stuff going on, but no. obviously you, you've changed a little bit to strength and conditioning and yeah. your course that you're doing at the minute is in that. So, yeah. What what does that entail exactly? Because like I'm a complete novice to anyone that's doing a degree in yeah. conditioning. So it, it was one of them moving on from the cricket studies that I did at college. It was then sort of a progression because I, I knew obviously I liked personal training. Yeah, I like yeah. fitness. I've already got my PT level three. Right. That was before uni. Right. So right, I already okay. sort of knew that's the way I wanted to yeah, go. Yeah. Um, for me, I saw that it was we're the first people ever on this course. Right. It was a brand new course at my school, so I was like, "Well, why not?" Yeah, yeah, just give like, it a go. It's it sounds good. I know the tutors. Like we had a chat with them, and like, "Oh, so this is going to be on the syllabus. We're going to look at this, that, and the other." And I was like, oh, "Well, that sounds pretty good to me." Like, I'll jump on that. So, as your perception of strength and conditioning change now that you're on the course because I think yeah. obviously you you gain a lot more knowledge so massive like for me something that you learn very quickly being on uh, the strength and conditioning course was that we would go to the rugby lads right yeah yeah all the college boys there who were training for rugby and we'd we went and ran a warm up all right, so okay. we we were learning about warm ups and the principles that go into it and what you need to look at yeah, yeah. and making it personalised for sports mm-hmm. and how you would do that and how how it would work basically and so our warm up was half an hour which is a pretty basic warm up yeah yeah and we got there start warming up and coaches are just looking at us start bloody hailing abuse don't they oh you're done oh. yet. You done yet? Oh, you could tell your paddies, lads. Oh. And he's like, and we're like, well, do you want us to do the job properly or not? So for me, I learned that, and this is something that our tutor Paddy had told us because he was at Carlisle oh, football okay. club before he came to my school and started tutoring there. He was the S and C coach there, and he was like, well, you might have a really good plan in your head of this will work perfectly. Yeah, we yeah. can do this, that, and that, and this is the way to do it. But your coach. Your manager's most likely going to go, oh, just run them. Even though it's not... So if you don't get Even that though that could be in... the worst possible thing going. Like you, you, A good thing he told us was he went to his 
the manager of the team and he went, oh, so this lad needs a rest. Right, like, right. he's just played a game. You want to run him because he didn't play that well. And he's struggling. Like, he's he's flagged up these things. Yeah, yeah. Physically. And he needs a rest. And he's like, oh, no, it'll be fine. He'll be fine. Next week, goes out on a Saturday and does his hammy, doesn't he? So you can have all this information, but it's then something we're learning is to how to sort of portray it across. Yeah, yeah. Because if you don't get buy-in, it's, it's yeah, a that's, struggle. Yeah, that's the main thing, yeah. buy-in, especially with S&C, because sometimes it can be boring. I'm yeah. not going to lie, it can be very boring. Like, your plyometric stuff like that, or jumping on a box, jumping off a box, and working on cuts and stuff like that. It's very, like, basic movements that a lot of people do badly. Yeah, so you yeah. then go back and work on them, and everything, like... You, like, you know, like, if you're going to go play sports, say, say I went to a football team and you went, sorry, lads, we're not going to kick a ball today. <laughs> yeah, they we're don't gonna, We're going to work on sprinting and agility. They just look at you like, are you mad? Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to kick a ball about. But that's sort of where we're learning how to make it more sports specific, which is a big thing in the strength and conditioning industry i think i think that's interesting because me and deck talked about um landing mechanics once so it was because we'd gone to uh mo powers gym yeah we'd gone there and we were talking about box jumps with him and landing mechanics and whatnot and it's really funny because deck turned around to me and he said most people have really bad landing mechanics and it mm-hmm. and it's a contributor to a lot of other things injuries yeah, and knees um, ankles hips well that's the thing um so that's quite interesting. That, that do you think it's an old school mentality though as well about not having that buy in? Because I, I probably think maybe ten, twenty years ago, you'd get a manager that said just run for like yeah, just run for, just for twenty run. minutes. Your fitness is down. I'll go run. Yeah, even so though that's, that's not going to help. Yeah, even though like you said, they might just need a rest. Yeah, and do you think so, that that's probably where science has helped? Yeah, there's. there's there's been, especially in the past, let's say, 10 years, there's been a massive leap forward yeah. in understanding the science behind sport. Yeah. And how you then can use that to better yourself. Because it's not just in your athletes, it's in your kit. Yeah. And all that sort of thing. Like, it's just been ridiculous, some of the stuff you've... You 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 probably love what I'm about to say, but um, so obviously you're a, you're a Man City fan. I am. And when <laughs> when City came out with that documentary, oh, it's unreal. I've, it, I've it watched is. it probably fifteen twenty times now. Same, like obviously I, I've said to Fraser, I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan, but I'm a Pep Guardiola fanboy to the death. So good. But um, I watched that and I've watched it a lot. Yeah, and just some, to see the insights. Yeah, and I think that's really interesting because. There's a scene, I remember it, and I think it's Vincent Company going into um, a chamber of some sort. The cryotherapy chamber. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have had that well, three yeah. years ago, four years ago, probably. So like, we, I'm not sure, but it, probably not that long. We we joked about this episode before coming to, to, to record the podcast about getting a wheelie pin and filling oh, it yeah, full of ice. ice yeah. And oh, we need that in the gym right now. It's so hot. <laughs> but, so hot. But on that topic, that... That's obviously the old school method, isn't it? Yeah. Of using a cryo. Yeah, basically, I, it's just 
get yourself in a tub of ice. Yeah. But now you've got this massive chamber worth millions and oh, it's it's just ridiculous. But it makes supreme athletes. It yeah. helps the recovery. 100%. Um so in terms of like cuz obviously strength and conditioning has other factors to it. In terms of that recovery, um what 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 would you recommend to like some people? I know it depends on the circumstance. Is it a case of maybe just taking a, a day off or is it working a bit but just toning it down? Yeah, so active rest can be really, really good for you. Like, I I know with the lads at uni with me where we'd go and play cricket one day and then the next day we'd all meet up and we'd go on a walk. Yeah, yeah. So you're still ticking over. Yeah. It's not going to knock you out, is no, it? It's, no. a, it's a walk. Like, you'd go on a good 10,000 step walk Right, okay. And properly, just just go on a stroll. Yeah, yeah. But it's also a good thing of resetting that mind. Yeah, I think that's a big maybe thing. If you, maybe if you've had a bad game, you'd then, we'd go on this walk and we'd have a laugh about it. Oh, do you remember when you did that? <laughs> and, you, yeah. and you rinse each other for it. But it was, it don't matter, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. And it's that reset your head to be then be able to go into training hard Yeah. and not worry about what's just happened. I think that's a big thing because, like, I'm, I'm going to say this, but Klopp says this quite a lot where he has perspective on things. Like, if mm. we've had a bad game, if Liverpool got beaten or something, he's like, well, we can't change the result. Yeah, we can't yeah, change it's what's happened, like... Yeah. Hey, how would you move on? Yeah, so that, that, that's quite interesting. So, um, we're going to talk about the gym now. <laughs> so, obviously... Fraser is in the background with me and Deck recorded the the uh, the podcast about the the gym and part two of Deck's podcast. I'm like halfway through, Fraser's absolutely laughing and I'm struggling to keep it together <laughs> because there's things obviously that Deck was talking about where Fraser's seen firsthand. So talk to me about the gym when it first opened. So it's three years ago, weren't it? Yeah. So I was oof, a young young boy back then. Yeah. <laughs> it feel it generally feels like forever. Like for for me and Deck, we were so he was living at mine. He's probably lived at mine for five years, something like that, five six years. And right. we were just sat at the table one day, and we were like, because he was PTing. Yeah, at DW by that time. Uh, I think it. Where was it? It was PTing somewhere. I don't yeah. know if it was DW. It was somewhere around the Berry area. Oh right, okay. We were still living around there. And he was still at uni and we were like, imagine if we opened a gym. <laughs> How cool would that be? And we were like brainstorming names. And we came up with all sorts of weird and wonderful <laughs> stuff. But this is like in the era of where Steve Cook was massive. Right, yeah. Like massive. And we would stay up all night and... Because I remember what, you telling me Yeah, this. we were taking, we were laughing about it the other day. <laughs> because I I just started, I watched one of his videos the other day and it's the first time I watched him in age, I was like, pretty good this yeah right, I've missed this uh, but it was stuff like we'd look at him and Christian Guzman and yeah yeah people like that in America who did these big things and yeah. we were like we could do that and obviously I, I, I was a bit I was a, I was obviously a lot younger back then and it was it was sort of like sort of a throwaway sort of comment but then it sort of but formulates but it sort of like <laughs> we were then thinking like well why not yeah, should we? <laughs> Why not? And PTing in a, a a public gym, say like your DWs, your totals, yeah, yeah. 
there's so many rules and stuff you've got to do, stuff you can't do, and it's 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 a bit of a nightmare. I'm not going to lie. It's yeah, not, yeah. It's not a fun thing to do. I think the the level of coaching gets watered down because of all yeah, that. You can only do a certain amount. Yeah, and I think like I've I've said it to Deck, and we said it on the podcast last time where that it doesn't get watered down at Fitzess, and I'm not yeah. just saying it because Deck's my coach, but he's also a friend. Yeah, and me, we have that relationship where I will be completely honest with him if something yeah, happened in the gym or the coaching was bad or something. I just mm-hmm. would be, but like we we said it even on the the last podcast where I don't think the level of coaching gets watered down, but it doesn't get watered down between coaches either. No, like I, I took, I probably didn't come in the gym for probably about. Just under a year. Is that because it's actually? Well, that um, <laughs> being at uni and well, it was college back then, and I, I, I just didn't because I had the gym at my school, yeah, yeah. so I went there, and it was just just easier, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like to stay there because from my school, it's probably like twenty minute drive. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so it's a bit of a nightmare. So I just stayed at my school and just worked out there and chilled out there with all the lads, but. I then came into the gym and met Tom. Yeah. And Tom's, for <laughs> people who know him, at first I was a bit like, what the hell have I just walked into? But then spending time with him and picking his brains, yeah. oh my, it's ridiculous. I've, I've never known someone have knowledge like it and be able to yeah. coach like it. it it's ridiculous. Like, I'd, at the minute, because I've been at the gym 24-7 yeah, yeah, because yeah. I prefer to sit there and do nothing than sit at home and do nothing. <laughs> so I've been coming in and just watching, training, and I'd, I'd watch a session, I'd be like, how's he even spotted that? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's it's great, and we had a... Tom was like, oh, do you want to do a bit of axle work? I've never used an axle before. So it was like, oh, we'll do axle belt cleans. I was like, right, no problem. And within must have been ten minutes, fifteen minutes, we had the technique down. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "How's he just done?" He's that? gonna have the biggest ego after these podcasts. Yeah, he's I know, got it's great. some. Everyone's <laughs> blowing smoke up in it. Oh, definitely, it's great. But the thing is, like Fraser's right on that. So I remember, like, I always tell this story to people because it's the funniest thing that ever happened. Me, um, me, Deck, and Tom were going out for some food, uh, but my cousin and my couple of couple of friends were as well. So they've sat with Tom for a good half an hour, 45 minutes, and he's gone on to a complete tangent about things. Also about lifting, and my cousin's turned around to me after. He's seen me like about a few hours later, and he's just like, so what's the deal with Tom? And I'm just like, he's amazing, isn't he? And even when... My, me he loves it. He does. And it's interesting you say about the Axel, because we trained Axel when we went to Mo Power's gym. Mm. And the thing is, and, and this is... I'm a big believer in this. When you sometimes go to a public gym, um, you get like PTs coming up to you and you know what they want. It's yeah. it's basically... I hate public gyms now. I, I yeah. can't train in one. And, Not and, a chance. And I think I struggle with that now because you'll get like a PT coming up to you and they clearly just want you to train with them. And it's just clear. It's, it's clear yeah, as night it, It's one of them like... I I went for... I went to look at getting a job in a pure one of the pure gyms oh, near yeah. me back home in Bury, and it was just one of them where i just went to 
look to yeah, see yeah, if yeah. they would see if they would hire me or not. It was probably two years ago now, something like that. So I was still young. Yeah. Just got my PT qualifications and and all that. And obviously I'd had experience at FitzS and yeah. PT in there. So I turned up and he's like, to be honest, mate, I'd definitely hire you. You over you probably got more qualifications than Overqualified. most people. Yeah, yeah. Um but he was like Well, you get paid for this many hours, yeah. but you can't PT in them hours. Right. You you have to clean, you have to maybe run classes, something like that, but you get paid that and it just worked out perfectly that that was the amount of rent that you had to pay. Ah. Right, okay, I get it. So you don't even from. see that money. Yeah. And then anything on top, you then earn as basically your PT in hours. Yeah, yeah. So it it was it was it was a weird one for me because I, I obviously didn't know it worked like that. So this yeah. was a big eye opener for me. And I was like, Well, really it's gonna be a bit hard this yeah. to get clients at what was that? 16, 17, well, 17, 18, maybe. And plus... And people look at you and go, what's he know? He's yeah, 17-year-old lad, like... He, the, he's not been training that long. The thing is, as well, you've got to, you've got to kind of also look at it like... I've, I've called Deck a teacher before because, in effect, Deck is actually almost teaching clients from, what, 7 o'clock till 8 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock. Yeah. And then he's almost like marking at the end of it. Yeah, so, he'll go back and look at stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I do it now with all the powerlifting lot. I, because I, I'm in charge of putting all the videos back in group chat uh, at the end of sessions. Right, I, okay. I have that lovely job. <laughs> um, so I'm looking back at videos. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I need to work on that. Oh, but we can do this better. It's just, you just look at stuff yeah, after yeah. sessions. Like, that's, I have so many. Videos from deadlifts, squats, benches, stuff like that, where I look back and go, I can improve on that. I can work on this little bit and stuff like that. That that kind of touches on another thing as well. That that's quite interesting. Is that videoing your lifts? I think is a big thing. It's a massive thing. Yeah, massive, especially your big compound lifts. Yeah, stuff like that, or your your big free, your <laughs> cleans. Jerks, snatches, axles. It, it's, like. it's really funny because if you do it in a public gym, everyone looks at you like... Oh, you couldn't. Yeah, well, you to be couldn't. fair, I, I've done it a couple of times and I've had a few weird looks. Mm. But then, like, one time I had to rest my phone basically on another piece of equipment yeah. that someone was then using. You, yeah. So it's, then... It's, it's just a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, you can't... And, like, we... Well, when I first went to DW in Preston... Yeah, yeah. To... Do a session with Deck. I was just finished college. I was like, "Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I've got to do a session." Yeah, yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll do deads." So I go in there to do deads, and I'm pulling. I think that was the first time I ever pulled 180. Oh, jeez! At 16 years old, oh. pulled 180. Get to my top of the lift. I'm like, "Well, this isn't going to go down quietly, is it?" And then, you, yeah, like we've got mats underneath it, but well, that's not going to help. Obviously, I try and put it down nicely, but I'm holding 180kg yeah. at the age of 16. I'm dropping that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I only just got it up. It was disgusting. <laughs> Fully disgusting. But, and then you get, like, manager coming up. Oh, can you not do that? And it's yeah. like, well, what, do you, what do you want me to do? That, that's it's quite, not like uh, I'm doing 
a weird and wonderful exercise that no one's ever seen before and all that. It's a pretty important exercise, I would say. Yeah. If not like, the the most, I, yeah. I, because it's it is all your um, it's all your back. It's full body. It's thoracic arch, isn't yeah. it? Everything you've got to look at to get it done. Yeah, and I was like, well, that that's public gyms. I understand. I totally understand why they do it because it can be off putting for some people. Oh yeah, yeah. Like if you're new into the gym and it it can be off putting, but at the same point, it's. Yeah, it's the gym. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's not meant to be like a library. If you, if you're constantly clunking the weight, like I, yeah, hundred percent. If you've got people like screaming their heads off and that, I like just can't. Tom. I just can't. <laughs> to be fair, I do. I'm pretty, I'm pretty bad for it now. Like I keep getting the mick taken out of me because I'm just there, just looking in the mirror, just saying all sorts to myself. Like I think like, G was I look, saying that the other day. See, all these like the other three in the powerlifting group are like. Must look at me like he's a bit weird. <laughs> he's proper weird. But it's a mentally like to mentally prepare yourself, and I think that yeah. that is a big thing. Like, so I'm, I'm, we're going to talk about this actually quickly, and it's uh, me and you have spoke about this about having that drive before a lift. It's quite yeah, interesting. Like I take forever to get into a lift. If I'm lifting something, if I'm getting near my one rep max, I take must be a good five minutes. Yeah. And that's after rest, just to get myself hyped and in that zone. Yeah. Of just, well, we had it. I had it on Monday. Yeah, Monday. We were squatting, and deck no rep my first rep oh. on, my, on my top set, which I was meant to do for five. <laughs> oh. We were doing fives, and it was my top set, and he no rep my first rep, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> so I just got in that. That horrible headspace of just like that tunnel vision yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of thing. I just said like, I'm gonna show you. And I ended up repping it for ten. <laughs> <laughs> so that pissed you off that much. Yeah, really? I was like, I'm showing you. And then I've got Tom next to me, who who's got a client going, one more, one more and I'm like, this is starting to get a bit stupid. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. So I get to ten, I'm like, look up and I'm like <laughs> back in the room sort of thing. Rack it and I'm like how many did I do it for? He's like, I think 10. I was like, fair enough, I'll take that. <laughs> but think... it's like that, it's that zone though with, yeah, like I, like sometimes I get like deck slapping me or slapping Yeah, I've seen him do that to a few it's people. Like, I, like we had one session where I just, I just couldn't get into that headspace of lifting heavy weights. Yeah. And when you're powerlifting, you need that, that drive to move weight quick yeah. with power and speed. And I just couldn't, I don't, I don't, I literally, I don't know what it is. It's just one of them days. I just couldn't get my head right. So I was like, Deck, come here. Give me a good <laughs> slap, would you? And it was like, slap my back, like calling me all sorts. I was like, right, we're on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you just, I just needed that. I just felt that click and I was on. And I was like, felt class for the rest of the session. That That's a really weird, because like, we spoke about it a lot recently because of the powerlifting group and everything. Mm. And like, because obviously sometimes you get someone in that comes into gym and they just don't have that. Yeah. But, they, I, I was talking to Tom about it after that session. I was like, I just, I just couldn't get in that headspace. And I was yeah, just really yeah. struggling. It was like, well, some of the best sessions you have 
aren't necessarily them ones where you're laser focused, yeah, yeah. you don't speak to anyone, your headphones are in, all the speakers blaring, yeah, yeah. and you, you're in that dark place. It can be... Some sessions are just having a laugh. Yeah. Like, just throwing a bit of weight around. Like, that's how we started the Axle with Tom. And it was... I probably hardly did anything. <laughs> but it was a great session. I learned something new. I was moving up weights like mad. Yeah. And it was just a laugh. We were just sat there having a joke. Like, music was pretty chilled. We had country on. <laughs> like, I hate deck for that, but I'm loving country at the minute. Oh, God. I know, it's horrible. I hate it. But um, it was like, it was just one of them sessions where it was just a good laugh. Yeah. So you don't need to necessarily be in that that dark place to lift, but it's getting in the right headspace for you. Yeah, because I, I like, me and Deco said this. So before I did my 200, I was like, I'm not one of those people that's like really shouty, shouty before a lift. I'm just not, I'm dead cold. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm ice cold where I'm just like, it's coming up. I'm just, I'm going to do it. Like, I ain't, I ain't worried about anything right now. Yeah, that's where I was different. Because yeah, you yeah. were there yeah. when I pulled 200 for the first time. Oh, actually. Time. No, I've seen the video. I wasn't there, you know, though. I thought you were there. No. But I was I've... sat in the corner yeah, on my it. own, headphones on for a good probably 10 minutes while other people were lifting. Yeah, yeah. And it was horrible of me. It was so selfish. Like, I'd look back on it and I was like, I must look like a right ass. But, but I was sat in the it. corner, headphones on, like, arms folded, hoodie on, just, <laughs> like, head bopping away, just got some, like, deep rap on, just, like, <laughs> shouting in my ears and all that. And then headphones come off, get to the bar, like, stomp my feet about, like, get in there. And then Deck just comes to me and goes, think about how much you've wanted this. And, and I was like, head's gone. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, eyes were shut. And I just went for it. And like for me, that was a massive, massive milestone. But yeah, it was just that one big... comment of just in your ear. It wasn't all that hype before. It was that one comment of just... And they just got my head in it. So on to that, because this is like the last thing I wanted to talk about. And so obviously you mentioned like De- Dex, like he's your brother and everything. And yeah. How has your relationship with Dex changed? Because having... Because he obviously, and I didn't realise this before we did um, the podcast last time, mm-hmm. Deck called you Skip all the time. Yeah. And I didn't understand it until he mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, obviously it's yeah, yeah. reference being a captain, you get called Skipper yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. It's just one of them, isn't it? Like, and it's just stuck for well, years. So how's your... Because obviously, he was your coach, hmm. he's turned into your brother, and then... And sort of now moving back towards the coach sort of thing yeah. now as well. Because of the powerlifting side, so it's, it's it has changed quite a lot. Because obviously, when first met him and first started playing cricket, it was a very professional, pro- yeah, yeah, professional sort of, but also like a very like fatherly sort of figure in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, where that. like I'd go to him for advice, and obviously he'd be living with me, so it's like we talk about. All sorts of weird and wonderful stuff. <laughs> and it was it was a pretty chilled out sort of vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously we started working together. Well, for him. <laughs> and then it was like the vibe changed a bit because obviously he was then having to be a boss. 
Yeah. They're running that brand new business and stress and all that side of it. And then obviously going away. Yeah. And then not losing contact or anything like that. We still talk and whatever, but I wasn't seeing him as much. Seeing him 24 yeah, seven. Like yeah, yeah. I was used to. Um, cause obviously when I, when I was working at a gym, we lived together as well. Me, Deck, and Steph lived in that house. That was... Oh, I bet that was eye-opening. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah. That was very, very interesting. Um, but it was... Uh, it it does change. And obviously, growing up as well. Yeah. It's sort of... I've matured a lot now. And I can see that. Where I first was... When I was first in the gym, I was... I was a nightmare. Yeah. I'll happily admit, I'm lazy. Yeah, like yeah. If, it, if 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 I got told to do something and I didn't want to do it, you just wouldn't. I wouldn't do yeah. it. Like, there's not not a way you'd get me to. I just wouldn't do it. And I now look back on that and think I was a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, I'd, have, yeah, I'd yeah. be the first to admit it. Like Deck always jokes about it. Oh, you're lazy. Blah blah blah. You're lazy. I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I am. You're admitting it. But if there's something I want to do. You're, You're not going to stop me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go do it. It's like, it goes back to that conversation we had about work ethic, doesn't it? Yeah. And, that, and think... that's sort of been built up through the years of training with Deck and with other people. But it is mainly him because obviously he first got me into a gym. Yeah, yeah. And all that. So it's sort of where I now look for advice. In, yeah. In a way. Um, obviously, I, I know my own stuff. And yeah, yeah all that because I'm learning about yeah. it and been doing it for a good few years now and got my qualifications but if there's like something I'm a bit like so what do you think of this Yeah, you like I, I've been taught this in lessons what do you think about it like it's always good to have another look someone looking yeah, yeah, at yeah, it yeah. in a way yeah and like Deck might have one view on it Steph might have another yeah. Tom might have another and it's like that collective view yeah and you sort of like figure out where you where you fit, where you that fit spectrum, into yeah. it. Yeah, like I've learnt now that for me, I would much prefer to be that coach sort of side of it yeah. than a full blown personal trainer. Yeah, because I know for myself, I'm useless at organising. I'm absolutely useless at it, <laughs> but. I can put a good session together. I yeah. can run a session. Like, that's not a problem. So, for me, if I had someone going, right, so you got this person at this time, you got this person yeah, at this yeah. time, or oh, this person wants to do this, are you all right to do that? I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Like, happily, I'd go. So, for me, I've learned over a good, good few years because at first it was like, oh, personal training, personal training, personal training. Yeah. But I'm now looking towards coaching coaching obviously personal training is still going to be in there in some aspect yeah so it's sort of like a like a hybrid of both Mm -hmm. that I've now learned from my mistakes of working in the gym and (laughs) all that but I'll happily admit where I'm wrong and I think that's important, not just for as a coach PT it's just in life in general isn't it as a person you need to know when you're wrong because you're not going to be right 24-7. No. I don't, I don't care who you are. You're not going to be right 24-7. No. So you need to know where you're wrong. And it's not a, a bad thing at all. It's not a bad thing at all. No. It's it's growth. You learn so much from 
your mistakes and I'm definitely seeing that come to the forefront now. Yeah, yeah. So, right, so we're going to wrap things up. So I like, obviously, because Deck normally finishes off with a, with a good note. So what has been your three biggest highlights of your fitness journey? You didn't have to just be the, the gym, go on three. I know this is going to be well wow. well hard for you. Wow, wow, wow. Jeez. Um, can't think now. Probably put you on the spot that, doesn't it? Um, I didn't actually tell Fraser I was going to do this until... No, we've just... literally winged it. Yeah, yeah. That's how we do these podcasts. Yeah. Like, you just have a good chat. It's great. Um, so, for me, I would probably say... Obviously, the opening of the gym was yeah, such a big thing. Yeah. Like for me, it was it was sort of just like an inspiration sort of thing. Yeah. Like, wow, like this this look is what, a thing. Look yeah, my best mate's just gone and done that. That's yeah, pretty cool. Um, so that was obviously a big part of the fitness journey for me. If you want to call it that? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's got to be something sporting related. So probably winning cups and yeah. trophies and stuff like that for football, cricket, basketball, obviously we didn't touch on that, but I did that. Yeah, and yeah. All sorts of weird and wonderful sports that you do. So that was yeah. obviously a big, big part of my fitness journey because it teaches you so much, mm-hmm. learning how to win, how to lose and that side of it. Uh, third one. Oh... Now I've got. A thing. I've, I've got one in mind. Your deadlift that, that has to be pretty good. I'm yeah, pretty, I was pretty chuffed with that. I was ruined for the next week. <laughs> I absolutely fried. But that was yeah, that was a pretty pretty cool day. Like, I never two hundred is two hundred. Uh, how old was I? Probably was it last year, wasn't it? No, I think it was before that. I think I was about seventeen. That's seventeen. Mental. Nearly eight, maybe nearly eighteen. Yeah, that was that was pretty. We'll go with that. That was pretty yeah, cool. That, like, just pretty cool. No, I am not letting Fraser say that. this. It's not just pretty <laughs> it's cool. What, that is it's awesome. like it's what then when I first did it, it was like a massive, massive thing because it it was a big goal. Yeah, of mine. Like we always laughed about it. Like, oh, imagine pulling two hundred. It's, yeah. it's what it is a goal in a, every person's yeah, lifting career. It's like it's you such have a round that, number. You, you have that <laughs> number that you want to hit. Yeah, and. It's sort of like now I look back on it, it's a bit like, yeah, what, what like, now? It, it happened, yeah, yeah. Like, but for the first probably six months of doing it, it was like, do you know when I did that? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like that now. I remember that. <laughs> so oh, that's a good three. That I love that. So anything you want to touch on before we finish up? Thanks for that um, dog barking in the background. Yeah, I know we nearly got through it. I know <laughs> nearly. Ugh. Um, not too sure. Just. Yeah, can't wait for the gym to reopen properly. Yeah, thank God. I know, I need that. Yeah, I think we all need it. I need it. that in my life. Right, no, cheers for having you on, Fraser. No, it's been thank awesome. you very much, it has. See you later, guys. See you later.